Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Koopalings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese, and welcome to Nintendo Shack 121. Tonight, we're going to talk all about the latest Nintendo Direct that happened today. Animal Crossing fans, you're going to want to stick around. But before we do that, please allow me to welcome back the blandest of explosions. Hey, Garrett. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Thanks oh. for having me back, man. You, you just messaged me out of the blue, and I was like, sir... You caught me on a good night. Very of course, good. Of course, I'm going to drop in. That's good. So Here I am. Uh, and before we get to our special guest, I'm going to make her sit there on the chair. I'd like to thank our <laughs> producers. So thank you, Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh, the Bonesaw Borboni, Chris McElfresh, Coach Mo, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, Michael Masick, and the Egg Shin, Zach Bradshaw, and Devin Tyus. Thank you for supporting us over there at patreon.com slash PSVG. You guys are the ones that keep the ship afloat, and you guys are the ones that are making the house party a thing. I can report that Kevin has booked his ticket for the house party, so that's absolutely happening. He will be there. Um, going to be a lot of fun, and we've fantastic. got fantastic. I'm sorry, fantastic. Yes, and we've got some news to share about that soon. I'm still, I'm working. I'm, I, I keep alluding to. I'm trying to tease, trying to build a little hype. I'm working on mm -hmm. some announcements, and I'm trying to figure out the best. Well, one, we kind of have to. I've got like six people doing things. I got to line it all up, mm -hmm. right? It's got to be in order. Right. And I, I think what we're going to do mm -hmm. is I think I'm going to take over an episode of PSVG. So it'll be a PSVG Prime with me okay, and Kevin. Yeah. And we'll just talk about all of it like in, in one podcast. We'll just spend half the podcast talking about all this stuff. So we're going to have Patreon changes, which I've kind of alluded to and talked about here. New show announcements, which I've been teasing for a little bit. Changes to old shows, which will you, you guys – none of this should really be a surprise. And then we're going to unveil kind of like our plans for the house party and what we're looking to do day to day. So that's, that's coming down the pike. Nice. Looking forward to it. Oh, thank you very much. That lovely voice <laughs> is Rebecca Forrest Minish here in the <laughs> Nintendo shack. How you doing? This is amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm way more excited. I couldn't be more honored to be here. That's impossible. The show. It's impossible. You're not more excited <laughs> than me. I've said this, um, I said it a bunch about Garrett, and the same thing rings true for you, actually. When Caroline said we've, uh, she had to step away from the show, so many things, a couple names came directly to my head. Rebecca, Garrett, you guys are first on my, on my, on my wanted list, so you guys are marked folks. <laughs> Watch out on what you wish for. You might end up doing 200 episodes of Shaq. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing. Um, before we get into today's news in This Week in Nintendo, uh, we do want to have Rebecca answer the questions from our patrons about joining Shaq. But before we do that, a little little housekeeping in line. If you're listening to this today, it's Friday, the day that this comes out, if you're listening to this live as we record it Thursday night on Twitch, Mixer, and YouTube, tomorrow night, Friday night, we are carding. We're going to start a little later. It's going to be like 930 or so. We're going to have some drinks. I'm going to be streaming. I might do a video call. We've done that in the past. It's kind of worked okay. It usually crashes things. We'll see. 
Um, but we're definitely going to have the Discord up. So if you're a member of the Discord, jump into the chat. The chat will be streamed live over our stream. Come ha- hang out with us. We've already tweeted codes. Like, it's all out there. Go to the Discord. Go to the Twitter, at Life. You'll get the code. I'll put it in the notes. So if you're listening to this on Friday, the day it releases, um, you can get the tournament code in the notes. Come sh- uh, come cart with us. Come drink and drive. We're the Donnie, only folks we'll, that... Go ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll be doing one round of burial cart, huh? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, probably. <laughs> sure. I'm down for that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely drinking, hanging out, having a good time, rolling in a nice Friday night. New host questions. Are you ready, I'm Rebecca? Ready. I am absolutely ready. Okay. What is your history with Nintendo? What console did it start it at all? And uh, what makes you love Nintendo today? So I don't remember a time where I haven't been playing Nintendo. Um, I was probably about three years old. Um, I got a hand-me-down Super Nintendo, a um, bunch of games. Got my Zelda Link to the Past, Yoshi's Island, Super Mario World. Um, I played that. Um, I played that a lot with my dad growing up. Um, we got a Nintendo 64, rest is history. Um, and I've followed it ever since. Um, I've had every major console, every major handheld. Um the Zeldas keep bringing me back to the consoles and then all of the other games. I do love the the Zelda love. We definitely share that fascination with each other. And uh, I'd just like to say before we get into your next question, mm-hmm. you're an absolute superstar. I told you this, <laughs> but everything you do over at Twinfinite on your Twitter, I mean, you mm-hmm. are, I mean, you're it. You're like a, a, a Nintendo personality that you must follow. You got to follow Forrest <laughs> Minish on Twitter. She's mm-hmm. got all the great artwork and all the great friends. And she's always got the, I would say, um, I'm going to say that the best way to do it, like the best ideas. Like you always come up with like the best thoughts and, and very timely, you know, like we have Animal Crossing Direct and she's quick to be like, hey, did you notice that so-and-so is going to be there? These folks are named so-and-so. And it's like, no, Rebecca, I did not notice that. Thank you so much for, for informing me. I just love talking about Nintendo and people listen. I don't know why they listen, but anyone who will listen, I'll talk to them about it. And you ask a bunch of questions too on Twitter, which is really nice. It's like, hey, what's your favorite type of Pokemon or whatever? I'm like, you know what? I want to get into this conversation. I want to see what other people have in mind, what their other favorite Pokemon is. I think it's the community. I love to hear what other people think. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, it's it's almost if, if that's what you really love, then it's like mm-hmm. you should you should probably have a podcast where, where they can, you can <laughs> talk can about talk those about things and people can me. hear you. That makes sense. That's crazy. Too much sense. Uh, Caroline's in the chat. She says, sending my love. Can't stick around for live, but we'll listen tomorrow. So she says, hello, Rebecca. Hello, Carol. And the second Hi, question Carol. from Kevin. Why the hell would you want to subject yourself to this? <laughs> Again, I mean, I think it's... I just love talking about it. I love, you know, talking about it with the community, hearing everybody's thoughts. Um, somehow people like listening to my thoughts um, and just keeping up with what's going on in the gaming world. I it does. It. Boy, it flies fast, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, there are times when I have the podcast and uh, and I sit back and I go, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. Like there's so many podcasts, mm-hmm. like everybody's doing it, right? Like it's it's easy to feel that way. Mm-hmm. because all of my friends are podcasters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like we, like we we all share this hobby. Um, yeah. But then you you realize like a day like today, there's been so many news things that have come out today that I'm not even actually sure what to believe. And that's mm-hmm. why it's great to have a podcast and some friends you can come to. You can sit down and talk about it and really, mm-hmm. no, no, let's catch you up on all this stuff because not everything is always in a direct. It's not always that easy. Mm-hmm. There's fine print. Mm-hmm. There's things on UK websites that don't ma- match Jap- Japanese yeah. websites, you know. So we're about to get into that, but I'm so excited to have you here, Rebecca. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. And uh, let's turn it to you and let's get into this week in Nintendo and let's talk about today's Animal Crossing Direct. Now, I got to tell you, I live streamed it earlier. I was talking mm-hmm. about all the things. I said all the things. And then like we've had like this rain come in. Temperatures have plummeted down to like 33, oh, yeah. 32. We're expected to bo- go below freezing around four in the morning. <laughs> and my phone has been blown off the hook since like three o'clock. I don't even think I even remember anything. <laughs> like at this point, I'm like, I remember this, but it almost feels like yesterday. It was packed with so much information. I watched it when yeah. I was at work, and you're right. There was just so much. I feel like there was a lot going on on Twitter. People were talking about things that I didn't even remember from it. So when I got home, I went home and rewatched it um, slowly, so I could pause yeah. it and kind of, you know, just take it in. Um, there was a lot of stuff in it. Um, it was broken into three parts um, with Tom Nook walking us through it. Um, the first part was a refresher on the getaway package where a lot of it was stuff that we knew already, um, but there was a lot of new stuff too. I think that was the longest section. Um, they kind of started us off with the first kind of new feature was choosing your island layout from several mm-hmm. maps, which I think is a new one. Um, before in other games, it just was randomized. If yeah. you mm-hmm. really liked the layout, you would have to reset. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of interesting that now we can pick our our layout from the get-go um they showed a lot about how the island changes throughout the seasons all the different trees changing the bugs the snowmen and winter um then they had like this thing called the new resident orientation remember how they said that we're starting off with two villagers um in the very beginning um it's going to be i guess an orientation where you set up not only your tent but you can actually choose where um your animals tents go as well also new um i don't know and i I think that's also that that's kind of dividing people because some people like the idea of controlling where everything goes but then other people like the randomness Mm -hmm. of it what do you think i like it i think just because i really want to design where everything goes on the island i don't mind i'll pick my my initial reaction from this direct overall, and I'm sure we'll break into all the details, but the amount of customization that people have now over their mm-hmm. own islands, more I than think, any other game, I think is going to. I mean, it's now kind of in like almost like a like a Minecraft Mario Maker like space. Like you're gonna have full customization over the layout mm-hmm. of your town. And I was saying it earlier. I'm not going to do it, but I'm very excited to see what Animal Crossing diehards do with like themed villages and all mm-hmm. the lamps and all of the sidewalks mm-hmm. and everything matching and everything looking like it's supposed to be like, I imagine that's just going to, you know, especially with the cus- cus- like the land customization, which is a whole other thing you said earlier had to be randomized. Mm-hmm. Now, even if you, you know, you choose the map, if you don't like it, you still have some control over even how that is. And then that's pretty, that part blew my mind. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's crazy because at first glance, I don't want to say like, Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so surprised. Like, I'm not really surprised. No, that That's, part surprised me. <laughs> like, but I mean, it should be like the expectation, right? Like, this is how, this is where games are today. Like, we can do map customization, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal. But to Animal Crossing fans and franchise, it's a huge yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very big leap forward in the quality of life improvement, which is, uh, I think, that was my takeaway from today's direct. Like, the quality of life improvements are everywhere. And menus and in customization mm-hmm. and moving and in and land all of it, like it's just that and then some. They've basically done every. They've. It looks like they've thrown as much as they can into that mm-hmm. aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's what I'm looking forward to with with this new Animal Crossing. Like you know, I you, you heard me last time. I'm I'm a huge 
uh, I, I wouldn't say downer, but uh, I don't I don't see much uh, attachment to the Animal Crossing franchise. Mm-hmm. And then seeing this direct, it's like, hey, we're going to add customization on top of customization. And you can actually uh, like carve your island. You can make bridges. You can make pathways. I'm like, this is the kind of game that I, I really wanted. And, and the best part for me actually was objectives. I don't know if you guys are going to go more in detail about it. Um, but like with it, the Nook Miles, yes. yeah, the Nook Miles. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Yeah, I like that too because now you're not. Mm, I don't want to say aimlessly because definitely mm-hmm. like the fans of the series, they're not aimlessly doing anything. But right. I think as the more casual player, like for I'll use my experience. My experience with a 3DS game, I played for 60 hours. 60 yeah. hours a long time for me. 60 hours is not a long time for the average Animal Crossing fan. No, but, right. <laughs> but the reason why I played it for 60 hours because after 60 hours, it's like I've done it. Like, yeah, what do you do? Uh, mm-hmm. I've made a house, I've built a sidewalk, I've cut the tree, I've got the fruit, you know, like, and it's like, you're good. it's like, I've done it. These objectives <laughs> just now. just internal debt with uh, Tom Nook over here. Exactly. That, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> but now with the objectives, no, I'm right there with you. It's like, oh, there's like a daily mm-hmm. thing. And I imagine that they'll be swapping them out like seasonally and things. So oh, yeah. you'll kind of always have something to do. Well, see, I was a little bit confused last trailer that they gave us, I guess, in September about the Nook Miles. I thought they were just achievements. Um, they went into a little bit more depth with it, this um, this direct, where now it's you can exchange them for rewards. There was a whole menu where you could exchange them for clothing. It looked like upgrades to um, like your tools. Um, they talked about something about like the Nook Mile tickets to yeah. travel to islands, um, which I guess is similar to the island in New Leaf. Um, so I, I think it's not just like the to do or like achievement type thing. There's actually something that you can get out of it, which makes me more interested. Yeah, in it's it. rewarding. It, it, it mm-hmm. pays you to keep playing. And it's like, and I think that's for me as a casual fan. I think that's the hook that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. You know, like I jumped in when they did the expansion. And I played that for about a week, and it's like uh, I've done it. I did the camp, you know. But that keeps you playing. It's like no, go do this part and this part and this part, which I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about the rescue service on the Nook phone, which is kind of fast travel fast to get travel. back um, to your house really quickly, which I didn't realize the first time when I watched it. Somebody actually said on Twitter that that the theme that was played um, during that was Rossetti's theme. And they never showed Rossetti, hmm. but apparently the theory is that that's Rossetti. The helicopter apparently looks it's like shaped like him or something. All right. Who's who's Rossetti? Rossetti's the one <laughs> Who, if you, he was a little mole with the construction hat. That oh, if, that annoying little <laughs> If you turned off your game without saving, the next time that you played, mm-hmm. he would come and yell at you. Yeah, for five minutes. <laughs> for five minutes. <laughs> Until you had to your game without saving. <laughs> so because they said, you know, it auto saves this time, we were kind of wondering, well, what's Rossetti's role going to be? It sounds mm-hmm. like it might be the, um, the, like, the rescue service. Cool. Well, I, I'm glad he, he switched careers on that then for this new game. <laughs> they talked more about um, like upgrading from your tent to your house. It sounds like um, uh, there's going to be like the storage in the house and a lot easier way to, to decorate in the house. It's going to be more of like a drag and drop menu rather than mm-hmm. like putting an you item down. Multiple and items at once. Yeah. That blew my mind. They were like, move this (laughs) there. To me, honestly, I think it all looked just so clean. The way that, like, the Mm. interface and everything. The house looked beautiful. Like The 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 house looked beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple rooms, all the different stuff. I was like, this is great. Um, They talked about the smartphone, the Switch Online app. 
and how that's integrated. Um, the thing that caught me off guard, we were kind of wondering about how patterns would work. Um, not only do we uh, have the QR patterns again, but we can actually use the ones from the 3DS. So there's thousands of patterns out there already that people have been using all this while in New Leaf that mm -hmm. now we're going to have pretty much day one in, in New Horizons. And Happy Home Designer. So and Happy Home Designer. You can just do like a Google search, like an image search, and all those mm -hmm. QR codes pop up and you can just scan them from your phone like right there. This was probably I'm glad that they kept up. This was probably like the biggest surprise of the direct for me. And I it's again, at, having seen it, I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. But we haven't seen so much with this app since basically what, like Splatoon 2? Right? I think it's I think there's a smash one. Oh yeah. Yeah, but it's like you get to view <laughs> videos. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's not a thing. Um I thought they forgot about it. But yeah, so I actually kind of thought maybe it was dead and like something they forgot about. But this actually has a lot of functionality in the sense that you can type. So instead mm -hmm. of typing mm -hmm. on the switch and tap, tap or using your controller, go left, right and all that, you could just swipe right into the game. And uh, they, they kind of paired it with like these messages that you can send to people on your island and to your friends and your friends list. You can do little telegrams. And then uh, you do, a you know, I mean, I did a fair enough of typing. I remember typing quite a bit in Animal Crossing. So I was like, that's actually... That's a big quality of life improvement. It's something I will actually probably use the app for. I'll sit there with my phone, as I usually do when I'm playing a game, especially a game like Animal Crossing. Go around, dig a hole, check Twitter, run over there, catch a fish, look at Discord. You know, it's very easy mm -hmm. to like kind of keep that going and just type right in. I, I was I was impressed, surprised, mm -hmm. and as a Nintendo Switch Online subscriber, uh, I feel good. It's like that's I know it's not much. It's not worth you know the the subscription by itself, but it's something that I actually think I will plan on using that I wasn't thinking about before. So hats off to them. I think that's fantastic. Um, they ended up going into the future development plans, which when they first said that, I thought they were going to talk about DLC, the way that that was phrased. That's what I thought too. <laughs> it are, wasn't. So are we sure though? That was my initial reaction in the Discord was like, are we sure no. that we won't have to get an update to start unlocking all the things or, or will that roll out in time as they have in the past? My take on it was that it's going to be the refresher stuff that they talked about in the beginning was the stuff that's going to be like the first few days in the game. Yeah. And then maybe like, mm -hmm. you know, weeks, months later, as, as you start doing more stuff, these things will start happening. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, so, so they're kind of like free updates or something like that. Well, see, that was the thing. Yeah. So in Animal Crossing, typically, as you start to build, you know, your house and you pay off your mm -hmm. loans, these are opening up, you know, the museum and, and the shoe store yeah. and all the other things. But it was it was strange because they called it future developments, which like is in line yeah. with kind of how they were presenting the direct, which makes me think it's just baked into the game like it always is. But also <laughs> based on what they said then in the Q&A that followed, like I'm like, or is it an update? Like, is this not actually there yet? And three months from now, they'll have an update and be like Animal Crossing version 1.02. Now the shoe store has arrived. Like, no, no. Is, is it synchronized with the day? Yeah. Like real time, right? So that's what I'm thinking. It's just like, you're, you're going to play the game. And later on, I, I think it's already in the game. And they're just saying, hey, there's there's going to be more buildings as you play the game more. That's it's just going to be later on in time. And then we will have other updates with like holiday events. And I think that's, that's my interpretation of it. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. To me, it sounded like when they talked about the future updates, every time they said like free updates down the line, they had mm -hmm. little icons of like the different characters who have the holidays, yeah, um, like the bunny for mm -hmm. um, for Easter. I think they might not. They might update the game for holidays, maybe as a way to prevent people from time traveling to do the holidays. Yep. 
Um, and then to be clear, I, yeah. that was my takeaway too. My takeaway mm-hmm. was like, this is just as you play the game and start to advance, these will roll out. But it did make me think about it, which is why I brought it up. I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe it is. But yeah, no, I'm 100% with you there. And I actually really like that with the, with the holidays because there exists a chance. And this is kind of what I was alluding to um, last week when we were talking about Animal Crossing. Hopefully with these seasonal updates, they'll change from holiday to mm-hmm. holiday. Like they won't always be the same. Um, it'd be that. really cool right. if they were drastically different, you know, that would be even better. So not only do we kind of curb the time travel and all of that, you know, shady stuff that Animal Crossing has, but also like every season, every update, you know, like Animal Crossing becomes the living, breathing game it was always meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what like software updates and patches and things like that make that more attainable than ever before. You're right. And then that would make it more incentivizing to like go back and play like you instead of just experiencing toy day one time the next year, maybe there's something different going on. Yep. Or like I was thinking um, my favorite event, Animal Crossing has always been uh, Halloween trick or treating. How cool would it be like if every Halloween event, like it was like a different theme. That would be awesome. You know, so you play Animal Crossing on switch for like five years and like one, one year it's like boo themed everything's ghosts and next year it's like witches and next year it's like cats, you know, like something like that, even as simple as that could be even very similar, but just different. And it would make everyone feel special, you know, and that would be, again, for a casual player like myself, that's an absolute reason that I would at least check in, you know, Mm -hmm. periodically throughout the years instead of either trading in my copy or just stop playing it altogether. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they talked about in the future with animals moving into your island. Um, not only might they move in randomly, but in some situations, which they, I don't think they specified. I didn't get it even the second time that I was watching. In some situations, you could even invite animals to move in. You can do that with um, the amiibo, right? Okay. I think it, I think it might be with the amiibo. Yeah. So with the amiibo, you if you have the character cards, you can scan them and then you can ask them if they want to stay. Will they always say yes? We don't know. <laughs> but hey, better better reason to have amiibo cards. Like, like go get the cards so you can keep asking them. I guess. Well, that, then that's the next question: Is are they going to reprint the amiibo cards? Because I have a feeling all of the prices just shot up. Etsy, go get yourself some some black market amiibo cards, <laughs> like myself, and you're taking care I of it. Like Four dollars, <laughs> not a problem. Just go over to Bobby, and he'll he'll give you a whole pack of of freaking amiibo cards. Good lord, that man. We had our first look at Isabel and other characters like uh, Label, Harvey, Celeste. Did you see Celeste's magic wand? Did you see what that was all about? Uh, no, not really. I, I don't. I, I'm not as good an Animal Crossing fan to know them all by name, so <laughs> I'm just going to say owl. no. The, oh, um, yes. Oh, okay. okay, yes. Okay. He said something about a magic wand, and then they showed the character who had the wand, and then there was, like, the circle of clothes around her, and it looked like it was kind of preset clothes, like a way that you could kind of set different outfits as presets that you can change it too quickly. That makes sense. They also had that with the tools. Um, they showed new characters. We have the new turnip seller, Daisy May, um, the new fishing tourney host, CJ, who looks like Chip Jr. Um, and then Flick, our new character who hosts the bug off. So I don't, they're just new characters for all the same events mm-hmm. um, who look like their other counterparts. I don't know. Um, you talked before about the, um, changing terrains, which was a big one. They talked about that there. I thought that was huge. That, that part was the big one. Okay. So I, like, I want to make sure that I wasn't (laughs) misplaced. Like when they showed that, I was like, Mm -hmm. this is new. Like this is big time Mm -hmm. Animal Crossing update. You can make your own waterfalls, make your own ponds, make your own paths. Like you can actually customize the entire thing Mm -hmm. exactly the way you want it before anything else. And that, that's really, really cool. 
I want to know what the limits to that are going to be. Like, are people going to destroy all of their rivers? Are they going to build a whole moat around their house and trap people? Like, are they really going to try to break the game? Is it unlimited <laughs> how much you can change the train? Or if it comes at like some sort of cost? Not just cost, but like, can you only have so many blocks of land or something? Ooh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because I mean, you could just do like land bridges across everything mm-hmm. and never really build a bridge. I mean, I don't think why why or make the whole river, or the whole island a river. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the other thing I was wondering about that is they talked about eventually you would get a construction permit. So I also I don't know at what point in the game are we going to have access to that. Yeah. Why do I need a permit on a stranded island? That's that's my dude. My question. Land zones, like man, you gotta. Move. There's erosion. We gotta control, control that. Oh this, this yeah. Climate crisis. There are things. There are checks and balances <laughs> in place that you have to adhere to before you can build. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> the last part to it, the third part, was the frequently asked questions, which I think is a lot of stuff that we knew already, but they still didn't answer a lot of the questions I had. Um, they talked about sharing the island um, on you know one switch with up to eight people. They yep. talked about the amiibo support, which I guess that part was new. We can visit uh, each other's islands mm-hmm. online, our friends' islands. Both. Right. Online but, and, mm-hmm. and locally. But we're not uh, resident was my uh, my right. takeaway, right? Like you can visit, but it's somewhat temporary. Yes. I can't yeah. just like oh, come and, and go whenever I want. What do you mean? What I'm really asking is, can I go and dig up all of Caroline's flowers? Like, if she invites me once, can I just log in randomly no. and just wreck havoc, just wreck shop? No, I don't believe so. <sighs> but but you can designate somebody as a friend or a best friend. And if they're a friend, they can't use destructive tools <laughs> like shovels and axes. And so if you don't trust Caro, then, then you would make her a friend and not a best friend. <laughs> I like that it make them foes. That's what Nintendo should have done. <laughs> you have a friend list and a foe list, and like everybody gets to see it. Uh, that would be. Oh my god! That would have been funny. Gonna be like Hunger Games. Jeez, man. Um, oh, and they show that you don't even have to have the person on your friends list to invite them to your island. They have the dodo codes, mm-hmm. so that like maybe there's somebody that I don't know that you don't have on your friends list for whatever reason. I can't think of why you would use this, but it sounds like it could be helpful. They had the little. Uh, plane, right? The Dodo plane. Mm-hmm. Am I the only one that saw like the Wii Sports plane? I was like, oh my god, it's back! It's a little like Wii Sports plane. Did you, you love out of, like, the, resort. Pun, the pun on their names, Orville and Wilbur? Oh, the Wright brothers. The Wright brothers. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was very shocked when you picked that off. When you that. I was like, oh, okay. I called that weeks ago. <laughs> I told you. What did I tell you at the top of the show? <laughs> Um, and then they, they mentioned the save data thing, which I didn't think they were going to get. This is what I've been waiting for. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they talked Mm -hmm. about on the direct, they talked about no backup save restoration data, but it will come later. Right. Right. For Nintendo switch online members, you'll be able to like basically contact Nintendo and be like my switch broken half. And they'll give you like this one time use. We saw some details come out like right after the direct. And I think Mm -hmm. we've retweeted Wario. It says somewhere on some website that you can do it one time, like data recovery backup. Mm -hmm. But then this other update came out, which I'm way more excited about, um, that I was just chatting about here in the last bit. There is a a little graphic that they put up on Nintendo UK. I'm going to read it because they talk about it. It's two paragraphs. In the first paragraph, they talk about save data cloud functionality as basically like emergency backup is kind of what they're talking about it. 
The next paragraph. This game does not currently support the ability to transfer your save file from one Nintendo Switch console to another, which we've talked about. One island per console. We got it. However, a function specific to Animal Crossing New Horizons to move users and save data to another console is planned later this year. What does this mean? Like, does this mean mm-hmm. that I can hop between my light and my TV system? Does this mean that I can system transfer my yeah, entire island to another system? That's what I'm reading. That's what I'm reading from this graphic that the first part is you're not going to use the servers. You're not going to use the Nintendo Switch Online to get any to of do your cloud saves. Exactly. To to if if your console breaks, we will figure out a way to get it from the server. But other than that, you cannot. Right. The second paragraph is this is a proprietary transfer save that we are developing for Animal Crossing. And that means I that's what I'm reading that I can transfer from my dock switch to my switch light. That's that's what I'm reading. So you know what? I don't want to get my hopes up though. Because, you know, whenever I get my hopes up, Nintendo surprises me and, and disappoints me again. So I'm just going to wait until they actually fix the problem. And I'm still going to assume that I can't transfer. So, I wouldn't assume that they're going to fix a problem because they still yeah. have a solution for Splatoon or Pokemon. <laughs> but but on those games, you can transfer from console to console. Yeah. You can't do yeah. cloud. So, and and I, there's like a lot of confusion. I, I even re- the replies to my... Re- to my uh, tweet, you know, people, I think that's the problem. people are saying, no, emergency backup only. And I'm like, that second paragraph explicitly says. It clearly says that. Yeah. I don't know. Console to console. In the direct to them. There lies. So, yeah. So, yeah. like, I so badly want to tell you that they realized they had a problem. They're going to work on fixing it from this graphic mm-hmm. alone. But what you just said is 100% the reason why I have even the little yeah. hesitation that I yeah. do, because you're absolutely right. If this was in here, why not announce it? It makes me think that somewhere, like I wouldn't be surprised if somebody in marketing is as confused as the rest of us are. Because there's been, yeah. I feel I was saying, this is meant as like a joke, but it's actually somewhat true. I feel like I really need a PowerPoint or a diagram. Like I need somebody to give me a walk with directions. Like if you go here, you can transfer to this, but not that. Like I... I'm so confused, but I, I'm real excited because this is what I want. I don't care about, to be honest with you, I don't want to say I don't care. We pay for it. We should have cloud. That's modern mm-hmm. gaming. At the same time, I don't care about that as much as I care about. I want to carry my light on the go and I want exactly. to play on my TV at I, home. I just think all of their their solution for it is kind of silly because nobody cares if somebody cheats in Animal Crossing. You have an argument for not having it in games like Splatoon or Pokemon. Fine, whatever. I don't care. But for Animal Crossing, I don't care if you have nice furniture, you know, a little bit earlier Mm -hmm. than I do. If they're doing all of this just to prevent us from having, like, a little bit nicer furniture a little bit sooner than everyone else or to, like, duplicate bells or something, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think that's the reason, though. Um, What's the reason? I do agree. I think the reason is that they want to – they're almost – I don't want to say forcing, but that's subsequently the the that's the effect is, is forcing. I think mm-hmm. they designed the game like when they can remember like the game wasn't built yesterday. Game has been in development for years. Mm-hmm. When they originally designed the game, I think they had local co op like in focus. They wanted you to share an island like that's the thing that they're trying to push. They want to split the Joy Cons. Remember what the Switch was when it was released at the time. They were all kind of pushing that. So I think they wanted to push that shared em- environment. And as they've gone along down that path, 
this has come up as an issue. And I think now that they've said, well, you can't do it. And the outpouring of people that are like, what do you mean I can't do it? I have three systems. I bought all these systems. Like, I want to play on all of them. They're like, oh, Oh. That's like an unintended consequence. They're like, mm-hmm. ooh, yeah, we should have. You know, there was going to be spoiled Nintendo fans having two or three. <laughs> so, I mean, I we do knew. think I think it's a matter of just this is how they designed the game. And that's not mm-hmm. necessarily, that's not a bad thing. It's fine for them to do that. But yeah. they do need to, like, I think they do need to find a solution because a solution should exist. I shouldn't have to choose my light versus my TV console. They need a solution yeah. and they need to communicate it because I think everybody's confused. Everybody is confused. Even like <laughs> I posted the graphic and it is clear as day what it says. And I have yeah. 10 replies to that tweet. Eight of them I are know. all different opinions. Like they're all different. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody really knows. <laughs> yeah. Again, okay. Anything else? That's why I'm waiting. <laughs> No, I don't know. I, I think just think if, if we can't transfer to another, I, I, the second one that you posted does make it sound like we can transfer to another console, like just if we upgrade. But if that wasn't the case, it, I think it would dissuade me from upgrading. Like if they come out with a Switch Pro down the line, yeah. it's almost like it's the opposite of their intention. Which, which is, and I think that's the thing. It's like, yeah. it's so weird because it's so anti what they're doing. They keep releasing these switches. They released a new Animal Crossing switch. They have a Coral switch that they just announced getting into news. They just released this pink one. And it's like, why would anybody buy another switch if they have to start all over in this big game of theirs? You know, so that's why I think they're going to let us do it. They're going to find a way. And and that's what I was saying on our podcast um, over the last couple of weeks is I was stunned when they're like, you can't transfer system to system. Like I get the reason why profiles and all that. But at the same time. Like you're emitting a system feature. It's not a game feature. Mm-hmm. This is a system to system feature. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're basically yeah. turning that off for one game. That's just stuns me. And they're like, well, if you uh, transfer your save to another console, then anybody else on your console, they lose their progress. I'm like, yeah, I get that. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, and duh, like I know that it's they're by consoles. Of course, I know that. Like that's the reason why I transferred them, and that's how Pokemon works. Like the the the, yeah. the game rips off a of one and goes to the other, and you log in and yeah, I mean that's exactly the same thing. So I was a little stunned by this, all the way you know from the beginning. Um, Coach Mo is in the chat. What's up, Coach? He says I have no idea who these two people are. We well, should listen to Nintendo Shack more. They've they've already introduced themselves. Say hello to Rebecca, and Garrett. Possibly the future of the Nintendo Shack. Hello. Okay. Anything else on Animal Crossing? Anybody with any major takeaways or anything? You feel good, better, worse about the game? I have always been feeling good about it, and I'm feeling better. I feel, yeah, I think this game. I mean, it it showed a level of polish that I thought was missing from E3. Like, I, I definitely, that first unveiling, I was like, oof. Like, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more, and this was the more. Like, this is... I think- a lot of people didn't realize, and I didn't, I mean, it was hard to know if that was the whole game that they showed at E3 in yeah. September, or if that was just like the first couple of days. And now we know it's just the first couple of days and there's so much more, you know, there's a lot more mm-hmm. to look forward to. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm way more excited uh, about this now. And guys, I, it's just looking at it. I, I didn't realize how freaking gorgeous this game looks. It looks very um, smooth. It has a lot of nice textures, and you know, on top of the customization, and all that's that's great. And then when I see that game looks crisp, clear, it's like, dang, yeah, I want to play that game now. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. So. It's got all the little, mm-hmm. all the little daisies, all the little weeds, all the little trees blowing in the wind. Mm-hmm. The night stuff with all the little lights. They had like those little light, those little lantern things out. 
There's like, yeah, like, yeah. like a flower. What was that thing? I'm not exactly sure. I, okay. I just liked how the, how the lighting was. So it was nice. It was very, very nice yeah. looking. Okay. Um, I also have some other news this week in Nintendo that's not Animal Crossing related. And we will start with one that I missed last week. All right. So I, I do need to apologize for last week. Um, I was coming in hot and I was like super tired. Basically woke up from a nap. Mm-hmm. I blew. I was just basically an autopilot. I left all kinds of things off. Most notably, Pokemon Home launched last week and they never even talked right. about it. <laughs> and, and it wasn't until like after I got over, I was like, oh, God, I should have mentioned that. Yeah. Um, so Pokemon Home launched on mobile phones, launched on your um, Nintendo Switch. And I've used it. Have you? I have. Uh, I've okay. transferred all my Pokemon from Pokemon Bank to Pokemon Home, and I have not touched it since. That's Same. that's pretty much my experience with that app right there now. There you go. Everybody was whining about the, uh, the the subscription fee, the annual fee, and that's what I was saying. Nobody needs an annual fee. Pay them the three bucks for the month mm-hmm. until you need it next year with the next Pokemon game. Like it's fine. Even though I'm a sucker and I've already paid for the year and sixteen dollars, so it's I feel obligated. Anyway. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> I obli- I'm obligated to catch all the Pokemon on 3DS, including all the old games, including Blue, Red, Crystal. Let's just go, man. I'm I'm ready to catch them all. That now. I wanted to talk about. Um, before mm-hmm. I do, I read the, just the quick notes and correct me if I'm wrong because this is all just coming from memory. You get mm-hmm. a free trial Pokemon Bank on your 3DS. Yes. You do not get a free trial Pokemon Home. You do have to subscribe to that, even if it's just for the month. You got to give true. them two or three dollars to use it. Mm-hmm. And then you can transfer. I did like that they let you transfer entire boxes. I was a little concerned that I was yeah. going to have to one at a time all these Pokemon. Oh, and it's just that it would took be a slog. two seconds. All the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. All the Pokemon from the 3DS over. That's fantastic. And uh, I do want to say that I like how they have them all broken down like by region. And you can like hop into every folder and see which ones mm-hmm. you have and which ones you don't. That almost kind of made me go. Like, I'm not going to go catch them all. I've never been that Pokemon player. <laughs> but I think in the future, if there's one that I don't have, I think I'm going to catch it just because it's like, it you, you gets you in that uh, that video gamer mentality. It's like, I got all these empty spaces. I got to check the boxes, right? Like, it's it gets you in that mentality. Yeah. And I was looking at it. I was like, man, I got a lot of empty spaces here. I got to start catching more Pokemon. So in that regard, it's good for them. Because I think, like I said, going forward, I'm going to be like, instead of like running away or just beating the Pokemon. I might mm-hmm. whip up my phone and be like, wait a minute, do I have this one? I don't have this one. I might as well catch it now. You know? There you go. For anyone who's an ultra completionist, they also now have ability dexes and move dexes. Did you notice that in the app? I did not. I, I, I haven't been really interested in too much with the decks. And so, so what are these uh, specifically? The ability and move decks? It's yeah. all of them. They, oh, just they, all the moves yeah, and, and abilities. On if, you, if you have it registered in your mm-hmm. in your home. So basically Bulbapedia on my phone now. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that's really nice. It is. Yeah. I, I'm really enticed to actually go back to my 3DS now because I it's been a while since I played, uh, you know, Crystal uh, or something like Blue and, and Red version. So I think I'm going to whip out that 3DS, start collecting Pokemon from there and start transferring to my bank and then to home. Um so do I, the I think, old Pokemon games make their way to Nintendo Switch Online? And is that a good thing to do to maybe bridge the gap between releases? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think for me, it's like more of like childhood memories of like just, OK, I have more motivation and reason to go back mm-hmm. to, to these old games on 3DS and um, going through those games again on the go. 
and 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 catching them and 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 make sure I put them over. And hopefully, as time goes on, I can actually put them on Pokemon Sword and Shield. Or yeah, and so that would that would be a great thing to do as well later on. I guess the better way of presenting it, uh, Rebecca, you might know this question: Are there Pokemon in Pokemon Red or Gold that you that you can't get in like a newer version, like they're unavailable? that aren't in Sword and Shield? Yeah. Um, I think there's some that aren't able to be transferred into shield. Yeah. I meant like not able to complete the the national decks. Like if you wanted to complete Pokemon home and you wanted to have one of everything, can you do that completely from sword and shield? Oh no. Not from sword and shield. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sorry from sword and shield and let's go like both of them. No. So there, there lies my yeah. point. If you've got this Pokemon home thing and you're encouraging people to collect them all. And that's kind of the focus like with this whole thing. I think it makes a lot of sense to maybe bring some of those old ones forward. I don't know though, because now they've added the GTS to home. So yeah, true. You can, still, you can still get them even if you don't own any of the games that they've been in. Touche, ladies and gentlemen. That is why she is here <laughs> in the chair. Very, very good. Um, okay, some other news that I think is very important. XCOM 2 and Catherine Fullbody was rated by, uh, for the Switch by the Korean Ratings Board. Catherine Full Body has me somewhat excited. I like Catherine. I have it on 360, mm-hmm. and uh, I wanted Full Body. <laughs> like when they were they were doing all their masters, like I really want this game, um, but I didn't want to buy it on Vita or PlayStation Four. Right. So and I saw it on sale during winter break for like twenty five dollars. I was very close to buying it on. Oh, PS4. it's going to be forty dollars on Switch. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, and then and then I saw on Switch. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy forty bucks to put play on handheld. I'm Great down. Game. Great puzzle game. And then yeah. the other one was Warface. I'm never going to not yeah. get over saying that game name. What a name. Warface. That's an interesting name. Has stealth released on Switch this week. You can battle across 50 multiplayer, um, player versus player, and co-op player versus everyone or environment raids. It is a free-to-play shooter. And for mm. a system that doesn't have, like, Call of Duty or really any major military tactical shooter... To, to like use the term right there's no battlefront there's yeah. no battlefield there's no call of duty like this fits the bill i played it i, I have not played as much as jason i was really excited yeah. for uh, jason to be here tonight because he played a slew of it and he was posting all these videos about it um i played mm-hmm. like the first four missions and i got some kills and everything and i gotta say it's uh fairly competent it's a competent shooter it's good free to play you get to like i'm not multiplayer guy so it's like my mm-hmm. least favorite version of call of duty but the raids help, like the player versus everyone. Like you just can jump in, run through a level, try to get as many kills as you can, see who gets the most. I'm good with that. That's fine by me. I think Overwatch is better, but this is fine. It's again, it's free. What's not to like? Like it's totally free. Yeah. They have the in-game Can't transactions. Complain. I didn't need to buy any. I, I'm to be honest That's with good. you, I don't even know what they do. Like I didn't <laughs> investigate it that much. I was like, I'm gonna play until they ask me for money. When they ask me for money, I'll stop playing. But um, they haven't asked me for it yet, so that was fine. So is is it online only? Yeah. Uh, this game. Okay. I couldn't okay. get in the first two days. Like the server was. Oh, really? And it does the thing. You know what? I'm going to say a little. Here's a little thing that grinds my gears in video games. What grinds your gears? I call it the destiny thing, where the UI is basically based off of a mouse, and you get that circle cor- cursor, oh, yeah, and you've got to drag it over to click the button oh. and drag it over to. Why would they do that? I hate that. I really, yeah. really hate that. I don't know why games Terrible. have suddenly, but like. Destiny did it, and then I'm not sure if you yeah. noticed, but like Assassin's Creed has adopted it too. Yeah, they do the same thing, and I'm like, I hate this. It may just be easier for programmers to just do that if they want multiple it ports. Might be. I, I don't know. It might I don't be. Know. So, so, 
I'll, I'll check it out too. Um, it looks like it's something that you know you can come in and quickly play and just get out whenever you want to. It's similar to Overwatch, so I think that would be good. Good. Okay, so we are at almost fifty minutes. So we're still doing good on time. So let's get into a little what we've been up to. Rebecca, mm-hmm. what you been up to? Since Home came out, I've been trying to finish the Galar decks. I already have the nice. Living decks um, that I transferred from my 3DS to Home. So they're all living there now. Um, and I kind of slacked on bringing, I mean, catching everything that's in Pokemon Sword and Shield, like all the new Gen 8 Galar ones. So I'm trying to go and catch everything so I can finally have the Shiny Charm. I bought the expansion. Already? I did do nice. that, yeah. I, I, I went on a... I sold my Nintendo 64. I like I rearranged my entire basement last week. Um, to be honest with you, um, I got a guest coming. You guys know him, but he's going to come. We're going to try to do like a live recording, kind of like a house show warm up, maybe. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, I got to rearrange my basement. So we're rearranging the, my basement and kind of moving things around and really just doing spring cleaning was getting rid of things. And I had like this little desk over here with this old TV on it just for my Nintendo 64. And I was like, it can't. Like, there's no room for it anymore. It was one of those things where it's just like, I can't do what I want if it sits here. So I was like, I box it up like I do and put it back in the attic. And I was like, I should probably sell this. Like, you know, like I, I hate boxing things up. It's at that point, it feels yeah. like it's it does me no good. It does me no value. So um, I sold it, turned it all into gift cards for Nintendo Switch, just loaded up my eShop account so I could buy some indies and stuff. And that was the first thing I bought. I was like, well, we might as well go ahead and get this pass. So. You know you're going to get it anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I got the uh, the Pikachu outfit, and I gave away the Eevee outfit, and uh, I will wait for the expansion. But uh, that's the whole thing got me back in. The day they announced that, I was like, well, I got to go buy my Pokemon copy back. <laughs> my, my copy of Pokemon back. So I'm back in. Sold in now just to buy it back. Oh, man, it was like, and it was like eight days later. <laughs> okay. It was like, I, and I did well. I sold it for 48, and I got another copy for 35. So, yeah. yeah okay. I was, I'm still saving money. Eventually, I'll sell it for thirty-five and get it for eighteen. Like, we'll just keep going down, down the, down the line, down the chain. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, Rebecca. Please continue. No, but that's kind of all I've been doing. Um, okay. Just going through and trying to fill in the decks. Um, that's about it, honestly. I'm trying to just kind of bide my time until Animal Crossing comes out. Trying to finish any game that's that's kind of left over right now. Well, that's, that's a good segue because I finished To the Moon. So I love that game. I've played a couple games this week. I beat two of them, um, but I finished To the Moon. And uh, we already talked about it a little bit in the Discord. I won't go on too much about it, but I will say that I think it's probably one of the most touching stories I've played in a video game. And definitely one of the most touching stories I've played on Nintendo Switch. It was a fantastic game. Um, I didn't like the gameplay as much. And I don't want really, really to say that like as a bad thing. It's just like walking around frustrated me at the time you try to walk upstairs but you kind of have to like go up and left and up and left and because it's old it's like a super nintendo game you know and they have like the tile based movement with the d-pad so you can only go up left right down you can't go diagonal or anything like that so i don't know maybe i've just uh i've grown impatient as a gamer in my years but i was that definitely noticed it's like oh this is getting a little annoying i think it's more of a story than a game it is it definitely is and um i really love the way I think I said this, like the structure of the plot, like the writing is great. Uh, oh, I'm so glad I just said that because it just flashed back all kinds of memories, things I wanted to say. So many amazing references in this game. There's like a How I Met Your Mother reference in it. 
And I was like, oh my God, he's talking about the Matterhorn. I know what that is. He's talking about Barney. And like, there's so many of them. I don't remember them all. I should have wrote them all down. But there's like, there's definitely like one or two in every chapter. And it's like all of this little like nostalgia or like pop culture references that really like warm up. There's no voiceover. It's all text based, but it warms the text. It makes it worth reading and makes it worth paying attention to because I was actually playing the story, reading these words and chuckling, laughing out loud. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, <laughs> my wife's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you look like a, like a psycho over here laughing at your at your little game. Um, art styles really well, like it really paints the picture the right way. But the structure of the plot was my mm-hmm. greatest takeaway because the way that they unveil the story almost backwards, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of give you like this thing and you're like, oh, okay, but I don't really understand it. And you keep playing and you will, and you keep playing and you will. And like, it just kind of keeps compounding on that. Um, so I really like that. It was fantastic. It was a great little game. The reason I bought this game is one of the uh, writers that I follow on Twitter I think he gave it like a 9.5 out of 10. And I was like, wow, that's a really high score for a game that I, I've really never heard of. Apparently, it's an old PC game. It, you played it on Switch. I guess it came out recently on Switch. I remember they say they said that they mm-hmm. were doing that. Yeah. Uh, I played it on PC. Yeah, I had no idea it even existed. And you told me in the Discord that there's a sequel? Mm-hmm. I wonder I haven't if it's come to Switch. I don't know. I'd have to imagine I got it for a dollar, so I'll get into it on PC. There you go. Uh, I, I like story simulators and what you guys just describe about it is like, yeah, that sounds like a good old Friday night game. Oh, it'll make you cry. It. It'll hit you. In the, it's a feels game. Yeah. Oh, man. It's if one it's of like Gone games. Home or like Edith Finch, I'm so cry. ready. It's better okay. than Gone Home. Oh, I mean, that, okay. I, I, I don't like reviews. Like I've come off of that. I don't like scores. But if I was being paid to review a game like that, I would give it a very high score because I, I absolutely agree with okay. it. The story is very good. Very good. One of the better stories that I think you can experience on Switch, period. Mm-hmm. So, really, really good. The other thing that I played and beat was the Fire Emblem DLC, Cindered Shadows, nice. the Ashen Wolves House. If you guys saw that, I was posting all these pictures of my lights with the Fire Emblem. It looks yeah. so great. Um, I love the DLC. I think the DLC is great. It is exactly what, if you, I'm, I'm not sure how, I mean, both of you have always listened to the show, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you guys know kind of how I felt about Fire Emblem, like coming out of Three Houses. There was a part of me that felt in the in the uh, main campaign that a lot of the maps were like they were easy to be cheesed. Like you could, I never felt challenged a whole lot. Not necessarily just in tactics, but like every map was like keep your group together and you'll win. Yes, like they didn't separate you a lot. There weren't a lot of battle conditions, and those are things that I mm-hmm. really like about Fire Emblem. Make you think. And they, right. they present you, and it, and it varies up the gameplay. It changes it up a little, mix it up. And uh, that was one of the things I didn't experience a whole lot in the main campaign, except for, like, at the end. And, like, and like the big kind of uh, – the big highlights, like the intermission, like the, the final battle at the, at the monastery mm-hmm. and things like that. They, they mixed it a little, but mostly it was very samey. And uh, the DLC is not that at all. The DLC is the opposite. Every map has its own thing. It's all – like some maps are tile based. Every map does its own thing completely. And one map in particular was giving me quite a bit of frustration. I lost a couple hours of gameplay trying to beat it over and over again. Um, the first time I played, I won't tell you which one it was, but the first time I played it, you, you take on a lot of waves from a lot of different angles. So I was like, all right, I'm going to camp out right here because I got these tiles. I got my team set. And then the Death Knight spawned like right on me. Like just in mid map, he's just like, I'm here. You're dead. I was like, what? 
<laughs> so <laughs> that, that, that really bothered me. Um, but you know, you know, it taught me a lesson, get on the move. Yeah. Like you can't stay there. You got to keep moving. And, uh, the, the whole thing was really good. I think the story is, um, is okay. We had a question. I don't know if mm-hmm. I put it in here or not. Let me see. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to spend the time to read all these, but I, one of the questions right. we had was, now that I've played it, is the DLC worth it? So to answer that question, I think you need to ask yourself if you really, if you're like, if you're really story focused player, like if you're asking mm-hmm. me, does this DLC expand and, and add to the story? I think it does minimally. It's not right. like a, it doesn't change the way you come away feeling from the game. But if you love Byleth, um, there's a lot of things in there about her mom and things like that okay. that gets fleshed out that you don't get in the main campaign. So I think right. it's worth playing. Um, it is interesting because we, we got the expansion pass for 20 or 25. I don't remember. I bought it at launch. And uh, this okay. is it, right? So like we got some outfits and we got some quests, but this is the main little thing. And I think uh, there's eight or nine chapters. I don't remember how many I played, but um, we beat the whole thing. And uh, I did it like uh, it was one of those experiences where I basically did it in a day. I sat down Saturday morning about wow. 8 a.m. I finished about like 12, <laughs> you know, like I was, I was eating and things in between the day, you know, like I'd, I'd go outside and come back, but it was just kind of, I'd suspend the switch and then come mm-hmm. back and keep playing it again. I think total playtime, I think I clocked in about 10 and a half hours. I know a lot wow. of people have said they've done it like seven. I think mm-hmm. they're just like skipping through everything. Like, I, I, yeah. yeah. And I also, I lost, I was on one battle for a good 30, 40 minutes and I got mm-hmm. game over and I didn't bookmark it. And one of the things actually, now that I'm saying that it reminds me is it is interesting on the main menu on the, like on the, on the hub screen, there is a, a, a category for side, like side story, side mission, but that's not where you go to continue the DLC. So it's like, that's where you go to start it. But mm-hmm. then it's in the continue, like the main game continue on a separate tab. Ugh. So I got confused. Long story yeah, short, I lost, like, I lost 30, I lost progress and I had to redo it. I was Lord. not happy, but it was fun. It's good. Really good. good. Enjoy the DLC. I'm looking forward to it. So, Garrett, what have you been playing? Well, guys, I've uh, <laughs> I've been struggling with a couple of games. So, first off, uh, I've been playing Fire Emblem as well. I'm trying to finish the main campaign, uh, and I will go to DLC when I can. But let me tell you, hard classic on the Edelgard route. It is difficult. <laughs> it is hard um, classic. Period. is difficult. I don't think it matters what what route you take. Exactly. I did not play any of the game on hard classic. I don't do that to myself. So you have to be very meticulous how you play it and how you build up your characters. I'm on chapter 17, which is like I don't know, like the second to last chapter of the, of the campaign or whatever. Right. And and let me tell you, it's it's crazy left and right. I have to be aggressive, but at the same time, I have to keep my group together because one hit and it kills a character. I have to rewind. I have to do a divine pulse charge and, and rewind. So I've been struggling a little bit with that for this week, but hopefully I will get it done uh, this weekend. But I, I've been struggling along on stream with, with Fire Emblem. I, I cannot... I'm excited to see yeah. that last battle with you because it is, okay. it is something. You're about to get kicked in the teeth. Oh, great. So <laughs> I'm struggling right now. You're telling me I'm going to struggle later. This that is final battle is something else. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll get there. It's just, I can't even imagine this level too, because there's so many surprises. You got these soldiers and they're turning into monsters um, just straight up on the field, like all the time. And I have to be so aggressive to kill the soldiers first. The final and, battle yeah. is just like all of it. Oh, great. Just this think Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Castle Siege. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. all coming. It just... 
waves. Great. So I've been I've been playing a little bit of that. Also, I've been playing a little bit more of the Thronebreaker, the Witcher card game. Oh yeah. Uh, I've been trying to play it as a like commute to work, and actually, that's probably not the way you should play it. Uh, simply because this is a narrative based, story driven game, and at the same time, it is card based combat with Gwent. And these games are hard. They're, they're partic- they, they have a particular way of going through and making sure that you have a certain strategy to win the game. And when I'm on my way to work, I only have maybe 15 minutes or something like that t- during my commute. And I cannot finish um, like one Gwent card game in order to really focus what the strategy is. So I'm struggling a little bit to get into this game. Um, even though I really love Witcher, I love Witcher 3, I love Gwent in Witcher 3. It's just, I think the spinoff Gwent card game in this Thronebreaker, they're trying to add a little too much complications into the cards, I think. They've mixed up so many strategies with it. Uh, normally you have three rows um, with Gwent, and then this time they have two rows, and you can switch between the two rows, and it doesn't matter what your, your cards are now, and it, it's just a whole... I don't know. It's getting too specific for me um, with this game. So maybe I'll try it during a weekend, maybe a, a stream to really just focus in uh, on this game because I do love the lore. I, I love the game uh, a lot. But um, but yeah, I would not. It's not a pick up, come in and quick play for 10 minutes or something like that. I mean, you, uh, you lost me the last time you, you explained the game to me. I was like, yeah, I'm never going to play that. Yeah. But so. it does remind me that The Witcher just got like a huge update. Kind of a little graphics oh, enhance pack and all that. Integrated save files. With PC, right? That, yes. That's, that's the awesome. most enticing thing for me. And when I just saw that, I was like, I'm getting it on Switch. Because I will play it on the go. And then I will go back to my PC. I'll transfer it to my PC and look at it in glorious 1440p, 120 that's, frames. That's the life. That's yeah, the Animal that's Crossing cool. life that I want. I want to play it on the go on my light. Like that. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. We're an hour, so we're going to ask one question direct from you, and I'm just going to pull one from the chat here from Piper32. Any ideas what Yacht Club will announce on the 26th should be uh, worth mentioning that they've announced another little direct. I'm sure we will Mm -hmm. see uh, maybe a release date for that Shovel Knight dig thing that they were looking at, and uh, the only thing that I would say is hopefully a new game, like a new new game, like something completely unrelated to Shovel Knight. Uh, Like a new IP. Yeah, I mean, I like look, I loved Shovel Knight when it came out. I bought it on 3DS, I bought it on Wii U, I bought it on Switch, I had the treasure trove. I have not beat all the expansions because somewhere along the way, having played this game on multiple systems multiple years, like I am shovel knighted out. Sorry, Yacht Club, I just don't care anymore. Like I'm I'm just done. Like I need something else. Yeah, um I I would look I'm I'm looking forward to maybe possibly a new IP. Uh I wonder if they're gonna stick with 2D still. I, I don't know if they have the chops to do anything else other than a platformy 2D. Mm. Uh, so I, maybe a 3D game. I, I'm not inza- exactly sure. Uh, I'm, but I am curious. Virtual Shovel Knight Fighter 3D. There Just we go. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're going to actually announce any games that they're publishing. Because aren't they publishing they are. uh, a, a game already? They're publishing several games. They've taken on a few little oh, okay. projects, I think. Yeah, yeah, so it might be a cool mini announcement of like indie games uh, that that could be announced. Man, I'm from all there. for that. I I gotta say, um, if I can brag a little bit, I just bought an iPad and an Apple TV. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I saw that. Because <laughs> Daniel in our Discord has been going on and on and on about this arcade stuff. And you guys know how much I love the indie stuff. And they get all of it for this Apple Arcade, man. They get all of it for $5 a month, like all of it. They get Shantae early. They're getting all the things early. Like the Arful Escape is coming early. And I'm like, man, I kind of want to be on that. Like, and I love Google and all my Google things, but I'm like, I might buy an iPad just to play, like, just, just, just to play indie games. I totally will. Absolutely. Like, sure. Give me early access to those because I don't want to keep waiting for all of them. I feel bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Image, or not Image Inform, but I think Yacht Club is doing some of that stuff over there too. So that'd be okay. cool. That'd be cool. I yeah. know they're getting, they're getting all kinds of it. Like, I'm sorry, Piper, this has nothing to do with really Yacht Club, but like they're getting like real exclusives. Like Apple Arcade's exclusives are better than Stadia's exclusives. Like they are really trying, you know, like they are really getting some stuff. And I was like, just kind of feel left out. You know, it's tax time, a little money to spend, you know, right? treat myself. I guess Apple's doing a really good job in that game this year. I haven't really paid attention because I'm not an Apple user. They're not doing like, but they're not like, here's the big exclusive Call of Duty game. Like, they're not doing that at all. They're like, nah, like, here's mm-hmm. Shantae. A year before anything else gets it. And I'm like, to me. but you know how, like, so as somebody who bought the pop, like me and Caroline both got the Shantae pops. Yeah, yeah. Like, you getting Shantae that much earlier, I'm like, yeah, I'll buy an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> That actually ma- makes me want to look a little bit into the Apple Arcade because I never really paid it any mind. And I, I didn't know that about the exclusives. How is – so, like, Google instantly tried to do the same thing, right? But, oh, like, yeah, there's, there's it's just not as good. Like, none of the games. But, yeah. like, Nintendo has all of these games. Like, Cyanide, Wild Heart. Like, how is Nintendo not doing this? How do they not have, like, an indie pass? A Nindy's pass. They should. $5 a month. Right you get Golf Story, Shantae, Shovel Knight. Like, do that. Oh, I would buy that. This is my greatest idea ever. <laughs> Nindy's Pass. If TM we Nintendo. Nintendo Shack. I don't even want money for it, Nintendo. Just a free <laughs> Nindy's Pass. That's that's all it takes. Three free Nindy's Passes for me and my crew. You can have the idea. Man, does that sell itself. That is good. Sorry. Care. <laughs> what if they made it part of Switch Online? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought that maybe they would, like when they first you know, were rolling that out. We got Tetris 99, and that's it. Didn't we get another thing? Did we? Dead Cells has come to Japan. You sent me that. That's more of a demo, though. But we we got to try. We got Mario Tennis for like a month. It's like temporary free to play. It's not like you have it. That's true. That's true. But yeah, no, it would make sense. And I, I think I said that on some episode in the past. Why wouldn't they just put like an old indie game just in there? Like, hey. You know, you get Golf Story for free now. Like, they could do it with Golf Story now if they're making Sports Story. Right. People want to play it. Exactly. And like when Silk Song comes out, like Hollow Knight is free for all of you to play. Like I mm-hmm. think every developer would get behind that. And it, I mean, it shows like these Nindies, they sell better on Switch. Like Switch yep. has a market for the indie game. And it would put more value behind that Switch Online that they keep saying they're going to put more value behind. And I'm waiting for that more value. <laughs> Here's the funny thing is you don't have to do it like monthly. You could just do like three a year mm-hmm. and it would totally make it worth it. You could do two of them if they were good. You know, it was like, the hey, I know people that still play that. Well, it's great. Yeah. But like if they're just like, hey, Katana Zero, just free. And mm-hmm. they should do one like every year, like right before it renews. It's like, hey, now you can play Mario 64, Pokemon Red and Katana Zero. Thanks for your 20 bucks. Yeah. That sells itself. That's so, the dream. I'm with that's you. That's the dream. That's good. 
Okay, guys, we got to get out of here. I can't take these folks' uh, time all night long. But before we do, since you guys are the new folks, please let our listeners know where they can follow all the things that you do, starting with Rebecca. So you can follow me on Twitter. I talk all the time about Nintendo and video game stuff. I'm uh, at Forest Minish there. Um, I'm a contributor at Twinfinite if you want to see what I'm up to with writing about more video game stuff. Um, I stream every once in a while. Again, it's all at Forest Minish. Um, come talk to me about games. I like it. like it. I've said this for a long time. I've said it to her face, so don't feel bad saying it again. Rebecca's a superstar. Like I, I, I absolutely could see Rebecca doing amazing, great things in video games. She definitely has a following. She connects with the folks, and I'm so excited to have you here, even if it's just for this episode. But it's not. It's not for this episode. So uh, happy to be here, Garrett. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Blaine Explosion, and you can follow me on Twitch at Twitch.tv/BlaineExplosion. And I'm going to be streaming more this weekend. I promise. This past weekend has been. Very, very busy. I will continue Fire Emblem. I will finish that game. I, I'm stubborn when it comes to my strategy games. I will finish. So I, I will finish it. And hey, then be, that'll be you have beaten more games than Bobby has. <gasps> hey, you're not wrong. But anyways, um, I'm also gonna play actually the Langrisser demo. Uh, that's the strategy RPG uh, remake of Langrisser one and two that's about to come out in early March, and I'm excited about that game too. Uh, it looks interesting. It looks Fire Emblem-esque. So uh, I'm ready to, you know, sink my teeth into it. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Well, that'll do it for us this evening. Thank you for checking out the show. And we'll see you next week in the Nintendo Shack. Good night, Kooplings. Good night, Kooplings.